On Tuesday morning, I was late leaving to babysit my grandson, and my little dog Pip was not ready to come inside, so I rushed out to get her no time to spare when a barrage of curse words hit my ears. At least a dozen chickadees and both kinds of nuthatches were swearing away in the back of my yard. I didn't have time to search out what had set them off, but this being the first week of October... I had a pretty good idea. At mid-morning, I arrived home to even more swearing, and just as I expected, hidden in the tall, dense vegetation behind my yard perched an adorable little northern sawwet owl, beleaguered by the cloud of even littler birds yelling at him from every direction. The owl was apparently more concerned about me and my camera. I could tell because he didn't look at the chickadees at all, just me. So after I took a few photos, I went back in the house. When I spotted my neighbor Jean, I brought her over so she could see it too. And as long as I was there anyway, I grabbed a few more photos. I also put out a text alert to some of my birding friends in case any of them wanted to see it. When my husband came home for lunch, I of course brought him to the owl, and this time I got a short cell phone recording of a few nuthatches swearing at it, but again, we quickly left the little bird in peace. About 2.15 or so, one of my friends who'd received my text message came, so I showed her where the owl had been, but no little birds were cussing, a grackle was now moving about in that branch, and the sawwet was nowhere to be found. Well, actually, it was still very close. A few hours later, a couple of neighbors strolled past with their dog after I'd mentioned that the owl had been there. They scrutinized all the branches as they walked down the path. Even without any chickadees to alert them, they got a great look at the little guy, now at their eye level rather than overhead, just a short distance beyond where I'd seen it. They got photos and videos with their cell phone and showed me the next time they passed by. What made the little guy move? Had it become exasperated with the scolding chickadees? I'd been working at my computer by the window for over two hours but had not noticed people about, so I don't think a person scared it off. The grackle may have sent it packing. Grackles and sawwets both weigh from two and a half to five ounces, but even a single grackle on the smaller end of the weight spectrum with its sturdy pointed bill would make a more dangerous adversary than the half dozen or dozen chickadees that balance a sawwet weight-wise. Sawwets migrate through Duluth in huge numbers, though the vast majority pass through without people noticing them. Every autumn, Banders at Hawk Ridge capture from 600 to 1,500 owls, the vast majority of them sawwets, mostly in October. Just about every block in Duluth probably hosts at least one or two sawwets for at least a day or two every October, but the tiny predators do their darndest to keep from being noticed. How can you luck into seeing one? I've been birding so long that I've trained myself without even realizing it to key in on bird sounds even when I'm busy with other things. It takes a kind of mindfulness to notice angry-sounding birds, especially chickadees, which vocalize a lot whether an owl is there or not. 
Paying attention to their everyday sounds helps us hear the difference when chickadees start making angry DDD calls with the more D notes, the higher the threat level. Paying attention to those notes has led my eyes to both sawhet and boreal owls. Crows, jays, or robins making angry calls indicates that a larger owl or other predator may be nearby. Here in Duluth over the years, what is called a murder of crows has led me to barred, great-horned, great-gray, and long-eared owls right in my own backyard. Superstitious people have long associated owls with death. My favorite explanation comes from the 1894 Zoological Recreations by W.J. Broderip, who wrote, Owls' retired habits, the desolate places that are their favorite haunts, their hollow hootings, fearful shriekings, serpent-like hissings, and coffin-maker snappings have helped to give them a bad eminence. I've seen a lot of owls in my life, and not one was associated with any human's death. Owls don't have time for such nonsense. They usually manage to go about their daily and nightly lives, no one the wiser. When we luck into finding one in our own backyard, that's reason for joy and delight. Well, unless we happen to be a mouse or a chickadee. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.